Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast. The Birmingham League Show. For your latest dose of all things Birmingham League Cricket. Welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast, Birmingham League Show, episode 18, the April review. You can connect with the podcast as always on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the hashtags Cow Corner and BDPCL Show. You can find us on Twitter searching at Cow Corner Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Cow Corner Podcast. You can now find us on YouTube where you can watch reels, shorts, and our longer videos, as well as the video versions of these podcasts. You can find us there at Cow Corner Podcast, so make sure you subscribe to those. This year, we want you to get involved by sending your videos, clips, voice notes, and thoughts after the weekend's games. We will then air the best ones on the video version and also air any of the voice notes or emails on the podcast. The podcast is partnered with Warwickshire Cricket Club and Hawk Cricket, and throughout the year, we will be working with our partners to give back to you, the Cow Corner community. I'm James Hill, and joining me for another well-researched episode are my good friends, Matt Swift, Will Parton, and Andy Sutton. How are we, guys? All good. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, since our last podcast, Sutton has become one of us, Will. Yes, isn't he? One of us, a Shropshire lad, a true Shropshire lad. We should have had a massive Shropshire lad available, shouldn't we, actually? <laughs> have you started calling people monos? Yeah, I was about to say, how many people have you <laughs> called a mono so far, Sots, in the last few days? No, I've been very respectful of uh, everybody, so I've not uh, jumped into too much yet. I think I've met a couple of interesting characters in my first game, though, so we can talk about <laughs> them if you want to. <laughs> how, was, how was your Shropshire debut? Yeah, it was good fun. It was nice to actually play some uh, actual cricket and get on the field and see the sun out, especially going that far north. A four and a half hour journey um, from 
very wet Shrewsbury on Saturday afternoon uh, up to South Northumberland, uh, and we got two T20s in, uh, and we came away from from there with a one-all draw. So uh, a loss in the first game, but to finish off the the competition with a win. So very enjoyable. Nice to get some uh, overs under the belt and and putting some decent performances for Shropshire in my debut. Yeah, good. Uh... Who characters them? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all I want to know. A <laughs> couple of no, couple... Just leave it there. <laughs> no, I'm happy to happy to move on a little bit. Yeah, uh, a couple of other seamers actually. We're probably not as a group. We're probably not making the fast bowling uh, cartel much uh, more intelligent. Let's put it that way. With uh, Mr. Roberts and Mr. Ellis and myself, I think uh, we're going to get on quite well. I think over the next uh, few months, especially Mr. Roberts, he's uh, he's a very interesting character and has got a few stories that he's willing to tell me. Um, over a couple of beers, so yeah, it'll be uh, be an interesting season with him. I'm assuming he's gone into his whole lifestyle with you, uh, a which little we can't bit. mention a little bit. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's kind of it's a bit of a teaser, really. We've not had much chance oh, really? to kind of walk around the boundary and have a chat because in T20 you don't really have that. So I think mm. once the 50 over comp starts and the three days start, then uh, I think me and him will be spending a bit of time together. <laughs> I'll try and talk a bit about fast bowling, but I'm sure he wants to talk about a few other things as well so that could be quite good fun I mean, it's, honestly it's... Sis, you're probably better off not listening to him honestly you seem, <laughs> you seem like quite a level-headed character mate Ben Roberts is not the sort of bloke you want to be talking <laughs> to around the boundary he had a he had a he, he got fired up in the uh the final game actually there was uh uh a, a little guy who played actually little guy he was he was a grown bloke but he wasn't uh he wasn't very big but he started kind of they had a bit of a to-do with each other and they uh, the, the batter tried to <laughs> run a single and he kind of turned to watch where the ball was and they knocked into each other and and Ben saw a bit of red mist and I thought, oh, crikey, we're going to have to break a couple of people up here. But it was it was quite entertaining and the umpires got involved a little bit. Nothing too bad, but it was, yeah, it was fiery. He got fired up and um, I think uh, yeah, he's going to be a good lad to, to share a changing room with, I think. Mm, yeah, good old Eddie better. And his personal life is uh, is most people's deleted history. <laughs> we'll just put that out there, shall we? That's why we can't talk about it. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna love me now after I've mentioned his name on the podcast. So. <laughs> but no, yeah, it was good fun and uh, yeah, very enjoyable. A couple of young players doing quite well over the course of the uh, the two T twenties. Young Theo Wiley started well. Peter Clark played uh, a part in the second game. Um, Asbullah, yeah, so he was he was good. Dan Lloyd bowled beautifully in the first game. Um, some yeah, some good performances, and it was nice for myself to kind of get on the board and get uh, get a few wickets in the second game, especially. So yeah, very enjoyable. Yeah, very and uh, playing with Theo Wiley, someone who you well, yeah, <laughs> who you're coaching. I'm sure, yeah, he gave me probably the best advice I've ever had from somebody stood at mid on. Um, it was don't bowl in the slot. Uh, <laughs> so as this big bloke from Northumberland went whack and hit me on top of the pavilion in one of my overs, he said, why are you bowling slot? And I went, oh, thanks very much, Theo. That's really, um, really good <laughs> advice, mate. Thanks very much. So I did I did tell him I can hear you when you say things like that. So, yeah, thank you for the advice. But I'll, I'll do the bowling, mate. You stand at mid on. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see it next game that Theo's bowling for Warwickshire Academy and he throws it in there. You're just... Uh... <laughs> I did, there was a funny moment because he got... he. 
he batted in the after he said this in the first game, and in the second game, he obviously opened the batting again. Part and he was walking up the stairs. As he was walking up the stairs, I'm going up to go and get my pads on and everything. I was thinking, do I say why did you get out there or why did you play that? So I thought I'd leave it. I won't say anything because <laughs> I think he might put the bat around my neck. So I thought I'd leave that moment and try it a bit easier. But uh, no, he's he's a good kid and he started off very well. So yeah, good luck to him. <laughs> Yeah, so as well as our usual guests, uh, we do have ourselves uh, a special guest for this episode and uh, a, a special guest from Dorridge. And no, it's not Dave Ball. Uh, we do have ourselves <laughs> uh, a very special guest and it's none other than Perry Derrick. How are we, mate? You all right? Yeah, mate, not too bad. Yeah, a bit worse for wear. Big night last night. But, yeah, holiday, isn't it? Yeah, decided to play golf this morning as well, which was a terrible idea. Absolutely hanging, but yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if anyone doesn't know who you are, uh, let us know. Yeah, well, basically started playing at Redditch as a kid. Then, I think I was about 22, moved to Stratford. Played there for three years. Then played for Leamington for three years. And then this is now my third year at Dorridge, so... Hopefully get to a fourth year at a club for a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right time, straight breaker. Don't really back too much, lower order. That's about it, really. What every team needs, eh, Will? Absolutely, yeah. You do that. I, I don't mind the straight break. I prefer it when it spins, to be honest. <laughs> I find it easy when it spins. I don't know what to do when, when it skids on. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the surprise delivery of the spinner. <laughs> the variation um yeah. so it's been a great start to the season for Dorridge so far how's it been received in the dressing room yeah really good you know also we're looking at we've obviously played but people haven't that's always been a a big one you know? but yeah we're in a position now where we're like you know 15 points clear I was talking to Wigley actually the other week and he was like oh you've got to be favourites to win the league already I thought we've only played three games John <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, almost in our hands already, really. There's mm. a lot of cricket to go and a lot can happen. But yeah, all positives, definitely. What would you said was the goal for Dorridge before the season started? Um, a few of the club always think, oh, we're going to get, you know, win the league and get promoted. But we've got a really young side with some good young players and probably one of the youngest side in the league, really. We definitely was last year. And I always think it's just getting up there and... Compete really at the top, mm. and then this year now we say, well, we can win the league, so let's try and win the league. Mm. Now Sam Whitney's currently on his honeymoon, but no doubt we'll be listening to this podcast, so because he loves it. Um, yeah. So for, he for Sam, have a job, so he can just listen to stuff and more. <laughs> <laughs> Your words. Um... <laughs> And probably his. <laughs> and his wife's. Um, but yes, so, <laughs> um, for him and everyone else who's listening, who are, who are the main standout players for Dorridge uh, that people may not have heard about? Well, apart from Dave, Dave Ball. <laughs> um, it's just a, a good mix, really. We've got a good young lad in Danny Khan. Hmm. He's good. Such so know about him. He looks really good. To be honest with you, he's going to runs for the academy and at Warwick Twos. He's been getting some runs. He looks really good. He's only young. Then the pro looks pretty 
pretty steady. Left arm opening bat, bowls a bit of a right arm off spin. And then we've got Ben Shepson as well, uh, comes in at like number five. The best, we're one of the be better players I've seen of like bad bowling, if it makes sense. Mm. I really see his bad bowling mm. and can take a game away from the opposition, really. I've played with Shep quite a few times. He, um, he plays fire service cricket. He's the captain yeah. of the fire service team. Yeah, he's a really good cricketer, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He gets. He can get under people's skin as well. He's one of them. You you play against him and you think, what an idiot, an absolute tool. <laughs> I, mean, I played against him when I was at Lem and I thought, what a tool this bloke is. Like, and then when you're on his team, he's one of them. Like he's good to play with. Like, yeah. Like Warfield last week, the groundsman actually threatened to put the pitch fork through his head at one point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Murray is he? Is, is he living in Birmingham now? Because he was yeah, in uh, Harborne, Yeah. Yeah, his missus lives there or something, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I remember him telling me, because he was, he was I, I think he works for Suffolk Fire and Rescue or whatever it is, and he was telling me that he was, he'd worked in Birmingham, but he kept coming back. Yeah, um, yeah, well, he's up here now, and works for the Warwickshire Fire Service, so yeah. Oh, right, okay, so he's done all right there. Yeah, yeah. He walks around with a pitchfork now, anyway. It was it 1820 <laughs> Salem or something? I don't know what, <laughs> what's going on with that. Like, the umpires were like, oh, can you get the covers off? And I was like, no, we don't need to get the covers off. It's the, the ground's fine. The deck's fine. We were like, get them off. We can start. And then Shep was being Shep and said something to the groundsman. And he just said, do you want this pitchfork for your head, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Might look nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've all seen a groundsman spout, haven't we? And I've been on the end of a couple, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when Spot tried to throw your shoe. <laughs> we were at Nets, right, and everybody's training, and you've left one of your spikes out. We'd fallen out Spot, prior to this, by the way. That's it, yeah. Spot our grounds and walked past me. Man, is that your spike? I said, no, man, I'm a size 10, not a size 4. And he, uh, he picked we up this spike. We had the conversation of the week, 9. Oh, right, well, <laughs> they, look like, they look small anyway. He picks, up this, picks up this shoe and tries to lob it on top of the roof. <laughs> like, he, he missed by, I mean, like he missed by a centimetre. And I thought I was like, oh, good thing you were joking, eh? And he goes, no, I was, I was actually trying to get it on the roof <laughs> to genuinely get your spike on the roof. Oh, it was spotty. Just went nuts. What had you done previous though well, had... to fall out with your own grandson? He wanted some had some help, but in the middle of a training session, when we hadn't been playing much cricket and we'd lost like five in a row, and. It was our time at training. It's like I just said, "Oh, we'll, sorry, Sam. We'll sort it after." That is sort of all it was, and it went. It escalated incredibly quickly, <laughs> very quickly indeed. And I think it was like week five, and we made up in the end season. Bit. That being said, I, I've had a look at. Have you seen some of these photos that are going around on like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram of some of these clubs who were like pushing through and playing games of cricket and absolutely. Oh. Oh, it's, so, it's ridiculous! It? I've, I've never seen pictures like it, and it's like I think you were showing me something. It's like genuinely, which where's the pitch? It's just a picture of a square with some stumps in, mm. and it's like you know you, they haven't even cut it. You can't can not see a pitch. Some of the Shropshire local teams are really struggling. Aren't they? I saw that Boma Heath. I mean, it probably means nothing to Suts and 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 the other guys, but. Boma Heath are completely struggling. Like they put that out yesterday that they're they're honestly going to be struggling to play next week already because yeah. it's that wet. Somebody That's said lovely. that they, they reckon 
it'll be a month before they play there. And last year or the year before, they went 12 games without 12 weeks without playing a home game. Mm. I think Sentinel as well. Sentinel struggling as well. It's nuts, mm. isn't it? Like I've never seen anything like it. I was speaking to to Fozzie on Saturday, and I said, "When was the last time you saw a cricket season start like this, and well, not start like this?" And he said, "Well, I've played cricket for what fifteen years, uh, twenty five years, sorry, in the Birmingham League, and it's all it's always started on time. Mm. It's just crap, isn't it? It's absolutely rubbish. I don't know. Obviously, Perry's just saying that Dorridge have played." We've had five games and we've played one. Like it's, mm. it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. I was speaking, yeah, I was speaking to John Wigley after the game yesterday, Lemmington's captain, and he was saying it's, 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 it's a psychological thing as well. It's you know, it's I don't know about you guys, especially for like obviously I play in the Shropshire League, but it's like even it doesn't feel like the season started. It kind of it's still even if we're playing games, it kind of feels a bit pre seasony. You know, the games don't feel like they're competitive games, you know, it's and I think there's an element of it that potentially I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm waking up on a Saturday and instead of being in like the frame of mind that I'm gonna play a game, it's still kind of a bit like, is the game gonna be on? Is it gonna be off? kind of thing. And you you know that you haven't got that mental preparation. I was, talking, I was talking to John about it, that same thing while he was batting. And, um, it's almost not competitive yet. Like we got finally played a game on our screen the other week and we got absolutely, we got battered in the end. And I've never known us so happy. You know, I think we had two of the best debut songs we've ever had. We were laughing and joking and they were looking over. It's like, what on earth is going on over there? They're having such a good time and they've literally lost five minutes ago. But we were just all so happy to be out on the field playing a game of cricket. And, um, I think we were right when we were playing yesterday that the nastiness probably can't settle in yet because you haven't, everybody, half the people probably haven't had a hit on grass yet. You know, mm-hmm. some people haven't had a proper bowl, been able to get ads training on the outfield and stuff. And like you say, it is pretty, very pre season. No one's in any form of any sorts. And I was funny enough, I was speaking to Spot's dad, our old groundsman, and he did tell me that the last time he knew a season like this was 1971. Yeah. Take that what you will. But, uh, yeah, 1971, <laughs> You just mm. waiting around for the inevitable, inevitable to be said, and even the umpires are walking around saying, "You know, there's no, there's no sun, there's no wind, it's not going to dry." And you just think, "Okay, we're going to have one day of sunshine, which we did yesterday. It was, it was all right, and then the rest of the week it's going to piss down again." Obviously, yeah. we're playing, we're Kenilworth away. I don't know what it, what the weather's like in Birmingham. We haven't checked, but our twos probably won't play because it's just going to damage it for the rest of the season, isn't it? It's yeah, it's ridiculous. It is actually. I know everybody's saying the same thing countrywide but it is actually ridiculous it's, it's mental and that's the thing with these clubs that are getting these games on um when the pitch isn't fit mm. and you can't play on that again no once you've played on, on a pitch in that kind of weather and you take divots out of it with the ball and you run through and you've got the footholds behind you which are huge after just 10 overs of the game because it's like a quagmire there and balls are struggling to get in and then you've got huge foot marks you just you can't use that pitch and it completely when the weather does get right so you kind of got to weigh everything up, haven't you? That's why. And there is the rule in the league for new pitches. 
every week for the first 12 games. It's got to be a brand new pitch in Birmingham League. Some teams have small squares. Some teams have full-time grounds. And you can't get on and prepare a new pitch every week mm. with this sort of weather. It's not possible. Mm. I imagine the league will be more lenient with using a used pitch at this time of year when it's been so difficult for everybody. But that they will be, and they won't. People were always too much of a first. Well, I say used pitch. Most games have had a couple of overs on them, to be honest. So, half a game. So, you know, do you prepare a brand new pitch for the week after when you've only had rained off game and had a few overs? Or, you know, where's the leniency on that? But, um, I hope it just gets better soon. Yeah. How many clubs in our league actually have full time groundsmen? Well, just in the half, Birmingham. I'd say half, maybe half. But if you put both leagues in, what about Doris, bro? Have you guys got one? Yeah, we've got. We say full time. Yeah, probably does like twenty hours a week, sixteen, twenty hours a week on it. And we did have a groundsman last year. Dave Ball was doing the ground, and he's not doing it this year. They've got who's that? Never heard of him, (laughs) Mister Dorridge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they've got a team this year, but like. They're all new to it, and it's. I think next year they're going to look at get, trying to get a full time groundsman, but they're hard to find, you know. Mm. Big money. Not cheap. No. So we'll, we'll struggle next week, I think, because our outfields, like, when we played Bridge North at home the other week, we had Chris Wright playing. If we had two other umpires, they could have just said, listen, it's not fit, and we'd have gone, like, yeah, fair enough. But they went, do you want to play? And we said, yeah. And they were fine with it. We was having to sort of. Chris's footprints every, all in his run-up every other ball because he couldn't stand up but yeah we, we were lucky was, and then he, on Saturday we were the same thing we say about waiting round we drove to West Brom and they literally walked one lap of the outfield and just went let's just go home that's that was it <laughs> <laughs> could have done that at like 8 o'clock and saved everyone the trouble <laughs> we played at your place a few years ago when we, well, we, were, we were trying to beat we were chasing Nolan Doris trying to win the league oh, we, played yeah. at, we played at Doris and it absolutely hammered it down all day I mean it proper pissed down I can't was Dave Ball the captain then and he just went now we've got to play because we're going to try and whack it as far as we can and get out and then you guys are going to take 20 points and try and win the league we're like yeah right sounds good to me was like match fixing like this it was honestly it was, it was, it was so bad because I can't remember who it was it, might it was wet it? it was so wet and the bloke just went can't have can't have Nolan Dorridge winning the league not a chance <laughs> I think that's then, the year that Dorridge went down as well wasn't it unfortunately well we finished the game and we did win and then we literally came off and we looked at the score and it showed that game we were were off for rain. And the whole we all went, yeah. and we all cheered like that. Because we thought, yes, because we, we will go ahead of them, I think. And yeah, uh, that's it. Everyone cheered but you. And you were there like, can't do that. Can't do that, lads. Can't do that. Not, that's it. Bad karma. That's bad karma. I think we had to drive past. We, we deliberately drove past on the way. And it was absolutely shooing it down there. And they were playing. Yeah, it it. We were like, what are you doing? <laughs> we were like looking over the hedge like this, <laughs> trying to see if they were playing. And they, Who were they playing? Was it Ombudsley they were playing? Yeah, Ombudsley, yeah. They were, yeah. They were oh. battering them as well, weren't they? They were absolutely annihilating them. We were like, no, yeah. get off the pitch. It's not safe. It's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> and then we they needed one one point to win the league at our place last game of the season. So they either needed 100, 100 runs or three wickets. And we won the toss and batted first. And because they needed three wickets, they batted me at five. So, because uh, <laughs> they knew I'd be one of them. 
Yeah. I think the, the weather, I think the 50s are all dry at the moment, aren't they? So they're anything that's just, the covers aren't coming off. Mm. So it's just constantly dry. It is outfield. We're just calling games up, I reckon. Yeah. There's no footholds to be covered because nobody's playing any cricket. The squares are all bare. It's literally covers on the pitch, run-ups, and then is the outfield fit, I think, is the issue for most grounds. Yeah, so on this episode, we're going to be talking more about the games that have gone on or haven't gone on in a bit more depth. And something very interesting, uh, the Graham Williamson Trophy, which we'll be going on to next, uh, featuring a Will prediction. Uh, but the as coin well toss as... trophy. <laughs> the coin toss trophy. Find out who the best tossers are um, in, the, yeah. in the next section. So, as you may have remembered, in the last episode, we did mention that uh, Birmingham Bears had set us a task of coming up with um, coming up with an idea to uh, give back to the local cricketing community. And we had, we had, to be honest, we had quite a few messages from you. And um, we've also put our heads together and we've had a think. And um, I sent the message, the email off to the bears the other day and they finally got back well not they fun and they got back to me um this morning with an answer. <laughs> <laughs> finally got back to you they finally got back to me that's a bit bad given that sometimes it takes me a good 24 hours to get back to them um but yeah so they've got back to us and the idea is finalized so guys uh what it's going to be is it's going to be a day at the cricket so we've got what we've organized is so we've organized for all of the cricket community, what we're going to do is we've got you a discount code uh, for the Birmingham Bears versus Rapids game, the Worcestershire Rapids game at Edgebaston. And we've got everyone a discount code. So all clubs, uh, you can sign up using our discount code so you can get discounted tickets. And everyone who buys a ticket with that discount code will all be put in the same area of the Hollies stand. And um, also, as well as this, if you send us your club and who's attending, we will then email this to Edgebaston and the Bears, and then they will organise discounted food and drink on the day. And if that wasn't enough, we are going to be sorting out some sort of either pre-match or interval challenge or some sort of activity that we're going to be doing with the Bears, may or may not be on the pitch, we will be working that one out and just getting the okay from it, but super excited. And uh, I think it'd be pretty good. And uh, just imagine the train up to uh, Edgebaston and back with pretty much every club from the Shropshire and Birmingham all making their way to uh, a certain area of the Hollies uh, for the uh, Bears Rapids game. Might be quite interesting with the. Uh... A lot of the players all mingle together for an afternoon with a lot of beers, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the small grudges might, uh, <laughs> might bring a beer. <laughs> that might sign a few people up as well. They'd be like, yeah, I'll have him. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good at bringing the league together. I think um, uh, having a bad partnership with, with Warwickshire and the Birmingham League, which is what the league represents, really, and uh, I think it's a, a great connection to have. Um, and hopefully people jump on that as well and it'll be a great day um local well the big one of the big rivalries a lot of people know both teams so no it should be it should be a really good day it's going to be friday the 23rd of june as well so that's perfect that means that everyone can turn up to their game of cricket on the saturday all in the same headspace so <laughs> 
<laughs> make sure you not only get your own team to turn up, but make sure your opposition are turning up as well. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we could even tie something in like that if we get sides sides together. Maybe we can put them uh, pit them to pit them against one another the the day beforehand. But uh, we've had some pretty memorable days at Edgebaston, haven't we, Swifty? It'd be good to do it on a bigger scale. Hey, do you remember when you and I were on the screen? Yes. <laughs> hey, that was good. That I felt like a really important person. That was really, really good. <laughs> I remember I was talking to my mate. Um, I, I met up in the stand. I turned over and saw, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing was, I think I think we were about eight or nine deep at that point. And yeah, was... I know. That's why I felt like I, was like, oh, I, ca- I okay. came out with the. The most sensible answer you've ever heard. Because in my head, I was like, just don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. But I came out of a really sense. What do you think of the cricket today? Oh, yeah, it's been great. Like, it's really... I haven't watched any... I haven't watched any of it. I didn't watch any of it. I was absolutely hammered. It was... We spent the whole time trying to sign up that... She spent the whole time trying to sign that under-11 lad from... Uh, who said, to be honest, who was at Wellington. Come and play Shrewsbury, mate. <laughs> <laughs> His dad was getting really annoyed. <laughs> No one likes Wellington, mate. No one likes Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Wellington likes Wellington. But yeah, so yeah, it was it, it was it was quite an interesting uh, interesting thing to be interviewed after having had that many beers at about twelve o'clock. But um, we got through it, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's a little side thing that there'll be deals going off left, right, and centre on the Friday. But yeah, it should. <laughs> uh, no, it's I, I think it's got all the hallmarks of what could be a great day. So that's. Yeah, I think it's it's a day I've been to uh, a couple of times. Being um, obviously working at Worcester and being one of the coaching staff, it's it's a great atmosphere any time at Edgebaston watching T Twenty cricket. And I think if there's a, a lot of uh, people from the Birmingham League around in the hollies having a few beers, and I might even try and see if I can get myself. Uh, either on the field to to do a bit of coaching so people can hurl a bit of abuse <laughs> at me. Uh, it'd be quite nice to have a few hundred uh, people from the Birmingham League giving me some sticks. So I'll see if I'm what I can do. If I'm not, then I'll come and join you. So that could be I good do fun. I no, podcast anyway. So, so I know, they say, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, plenty of stick being thrown. I, we haven't played enough cricket yet. I haven't, I haven't had anybody give me any chirp yet. So, uh, But I think, yeah, from, from our point of view, I think it's a great partnership and um, uh, I hope, well, I hope the weather gets better by June, um, <laughs> and uh, we can we can obviously uh, have a good day and and hopefully bring everybody together. But uh, that should be good fun. Oh, this is all obviously editing. Can we say what the discount is? Oh, I don't even know. Uh, what do you not want to say? I can't remember what it is. Uh, uh, fair enough. Five percent. Two cents. Eight quid a beer at the moment, mate. Eight quid a beer is quite tough in this coffee living crisis, pal. Come on, sort it out. <laughs> Surely we won't have to pay. <laughs> We've got Andy Sutton with us, mate. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I can give you some of my Warwickshire kit, and you can just try and uh, slide yourselves into the coaching. <laughs> just to end up with a beer in the in the home changing room or something like that. That'd be quite funny. Right, Gaz left his, his pass, his players pass hanging around the changing room the other day, and yeah. I snapped a picture of it. I'll print one of those off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you are if you are interested in joining us and everyone else, it's going to be a mad. It's going to be such a class day or evening, even like just imagine if we can pack it out with every with pretty much every club. Imagine if we had like a, a person from every club, or even like five or six from every club, all in the same area. All having a great day, 
all giving each other and also the players on the on the pitch a bit of stick. It'd be class. Um, if you are interested and you do realise that this is going to be a day that you don't want to miss out on because it is going to be an absolute cracker, uh, use the ca- code COWPOD23. So that's C-O-W-P-O-D 23. That is the code that you want to use to get the tickets. COWPOD23. We will post it up all over our social media as well. Um, And then if you want to get in contact with us in regards to the discounted foods and drinks, so if you are, there's a group of six of you, say, um, say you're from Dorridge and there's six or seven of you and you're all coming to the game, just send us an email to cowcornerpodcast at gmail.com and let us know who's in your party and we'll send that over to Edge Baston and we'll get that, your food and drink discount sorted for you it's gonna be one hell of a day and you want to well one hell of an evening and you best not miss out on this one because it's gonna be a cracker anyway do you have to book individually or do you have to book as a group james so you can you can book individually but you can also book for a group of you so if you so will if 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 you were booking for all of us you could you could do the booking using the cowpod 23 discount code and if you're like me and you have no friends at your own club, but you have people who you know who play for other cricket clubs, that's totally fine. You know, you can sign them up too and you can get using the CowPod23 discount code and you can go along with your other mates um, or people who just uh, tolerate you a bit more than your other <laughs> club teammates. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, we'll move ourselves on to our first section and the Graham Williamson Roundup. Hi guys, James here. Just a quick one as post-recording we have noticed that we do go and say in this episode that it is K&D versus Ombersley in the final, but it is not. It is... Ombersley versus Wolverhampton in the final. So just letting you all know this, that we are aware of this mistake. But yeah, at the time we did think it was K&D, so apologies. And yeah, well, two tosses in the final. Let's find out. Hey, coin toss roundup. <laughs> okay, so we move on <laughs> to the Graham Williamson trophy, or as uh, Matt Swift calls it, the coin toss trophy. So... We had the semi-finals today, which didn't go ahead in the end, um, which was between Barnards Green and Ombersley and K&D and Wolverhampton. K&D at this point were the only side to reach this round, having won an actual game of cricket. Um, and K&D won their coin toss and are through to the final, and they will face Ombersley, who have tossed their way all the way to the final world. So the prophecy is coming true. I did call it. I called it. Somebody oh, will win this competition with uh, without bowling a ball, and that will be the end of the competition as we know it. <laughs> fantasy, <laughs> fantasy, Graham Williamson. Sim it, just sim it. I don't want to play this team, just sim it. <laughs> play it on cricket 23 or whatever the... Yeah. <laughs> Jimbo, I know we're talking about the Graham Williamson, mate, but not in the forest of two on that pal. That's no good for you, is it, mate? No. Not only was there no cricket today, but Leeds also going down. Absolutely devastating. But anyway, let's cheer ourselves up and let's talk about some cricket and we'll move ourselves into the next section of Division. <laughs> <laughs> if there is, so it, who's, in the, who's 
Is it, who's in the final then? Ombersley and Candy. Who do we think is going to win it? If it plays, if they play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's talk about this. Perry, Perry, Perry. Perry, who would you say out of Candy and Ombersley? I think I'd have to go Candy, to be honest. For me. Are you allowed to say that? Well, I think it'll all be dependent on a little bit of availability as well. If Ombersley can get their full strength side out for again, obviously, the, I'm guessing the final still at New Road. Assuming so, unless uh, it's underwater. It is. is it not? Has it changed? Has it? Has it moved? They, because it got pushed back a week, uh, the grand, they said the ground to be confirmed, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, because I think the reason that they couldn't push it back to is the start, they wanted it to be at New Road, so they coin tossed everything, and then the week after pushed the week back, yeah. which was frustrating because we potentially could have played on the Sunday. All now, the teams that got knocked out in the first round. Now I um, would say play yeah. it at Warfield, as they've had pretty, mu- they've had more games on at their ground than anyone else. Um, I guess the, the only worry is, is the ground rogue groundsman going around with the uh, pitchforks. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty dry. I think it's sand-based, they were saying. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty Kiddies, dry. Kiddies groundsman has changed as well, hasn't it? I was speaking yeah. to is it, um, Adam Hose on last Saturday, and he said that their, their groundsman has changed at Kiddie in the start of the year. Obviously, Worcester use it, don't they, for like their pre-season preparation, and it and it wasn't as good as it usually been. It's probably still much better than everywhere else, but it's not been as good. Not yeah. dissing Kitty. Don't Kitty. Don't take it out of me. It's not, not my words, mate. Not my words. You just said it. <laughs> no, but I, I can see there. It says so it's fine. Above the screen. It's your face. <laughs> and no, you... It says Emily Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't wait to go there. Man. I know. Yeah. Oh, I'll get. I'll get. I'll probably get run out again or something and do something stupid. And... Who's your pitch? Is very good, mate. Sorry, no. Just push the first one harder. Oh, Who's your pitch? Do you know Swifty? what? I noticed the other day that K&D played three games in a weekend on the bank holiday and every team they put up was very, very good. So I'm going to go with K&D because of availability. But if Ombuzzi can get a good side out, I'm still going to go with K&D. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, well, I'll go Ombuzzi because um, I'll go, I reckon, George Panay has got the highest score in this competition mm. of 150 odd, which he got last year or the year before. And Big dude, he, what a player. Under the radar, he takes quite a few wickets. I think he, he was in the top five last year, whatever it was. So I reckon George could have a good day. He was also my reserve uh, draft pick um, if nobody took Tommy Rex. So uh, I had him under that. He was going to be my, my main bowler if, um, if if Rexy lad wasn't available. But none of you picked him for some reason. So. I, uh... Do you remember the, the first time we did this podcast, we actually spoke about Ombudsley mm. and we said that if that they the get everybody time. out, that is probably the only time. Um, every time, <laughs> if they get their full side out, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like it's, yeah, we it's, say it every yoke. single podcast. Every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they are ridiculous. Where are you going? What's he doing? That was interesting angle, that wasn't it? Podcast on the go. I can't find anything to put my phone down anywhere. So I thought it was Swifty's OnlyFans account. <laughs> hey, well, there's got to be something for fat ginger blokes, hasn't there? Sure. <laughs> ginger taps on oh, Saturday as well, 50p. What's that, mate? 
Ginger tax. You think of the fines on Saturday, 50 p. Ginger tax. 20%, 20% ginger tax. Yeah. 2-1, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimbo. 2-1, they're coming back. Game on. Good. That's what I like to hear. On, on that good news, let's actually move it on to Division 1. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So, Division 1, since we last spoke, we had a full round of fixtures in Week 3, but then all of the games have rained off in Week 4. Smethwick and Hales Owen managed to get in half a game, and K&D and Wolverhampton managed to get in it over, but that was it for Week 4. Um, so in week three, Barnards Green beat Shrewsbury, Barnt Green lost to Wolverhampton, Berkswell beat Hales Owen, Smethwick uh, lost to Kenilworth Wardens, and Ombersley lost to Kidderminster, and K&D beat Mosley. So guys, anything that jumps out at you in that round of fixtures there, first of all? Just my two and eight predictions. The only thing I say is that I predicted those on our... Games of the week. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's hard to say. I reckon at this moment in time, anybody's in the game, aren't they? Mm. Um, whoever adapts to the playing conditions the best wins the game, I'd say, at the moment. Mm. Um, a few upsets. I think like, even though we called, you know, kind of with to beat um, Smavik, I think that's still an upset. Um, considering we put them as the strongest side in the league, what did you what did you say, Swifty? We got um, hosed and roads. We got hosed and roads. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, so that was a that was a tough one. Yeah, I'd say it is an excuse. We play against like professional cricketers every week, um, so it's not you know you, you can look at it and say they'd scored the bulk of their runs, mm. but that's just what happened. That's what happens anyway. You know, you play against those lads sort of every single week. So I say hosed and roads, but. We weren't good enough either, so. Yeah, true. They didn't have to bowl at us, did they? Oh, actually, Rose bowled to you, didn't he? Yeah, he out? did. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> missed a straight one. Cheers, boys. See you later. Hey, first ball <laughs> for four. Waving at the camera like that as you walk up. <laughs> first, first ball for four, you know what I mean? Hadn't held a bat all year. First ball for four. See you later. Decent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most, well, fair play to um, Barton on screen on that one. I thought that pitch was pretty good. Considering the weather we'd had, um, other than they're all going to be slow, every single pitch in the country is going to be slow. But it um, it didn't really seem right; like it didn't, it's pretty straight. If you got in on it, mm. obviously you could go in and get some runs. It was dry. It was true bounce. Um, 
And I think uh, Rhodes and Hose showed exactly how, how well you could bat on it if you got yourself a platform. They both sort of took their time, didn't they, and then went big at the end. Um, we're probably lucky that Hose didn't quite get that one and got caught on the boundary. Otherwise, I think the last time he played against him, he did the same. He got 70-odd at Kitty, didn't he? And then yeah, he smack one over the pavilion and missed it um, on 70, 15 overs to bat. Some similar sort of scenario there. He had another 15, 20 overs to go on 70-odd and God knows how many runs he could get off that amount of time. So, um, consider ourselves lucky on that. They didn't give us a chance, no, did they? Either of them. Not really, they, no. They, I mean, no chances, well, so I... he was possibly stumped, Rose was. Oh, possibly You had the best view? Uh, it was it was good work, so it was probably out. <laughs> <laughs> too quick. Was that the problem? He hadn't lifted his foot yet. You were too quick. Oh, uh, yeah, I was too fat. I knew it was coming. <laughs> to be fair, though, without without sounding um, very cliche, fair play to the 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 grounds person at Barnard's Green for getting a game on because it was like there were some parts of the, the ground that were, were wet. So to actually just get a game on, and it was ace. Like Will said before, that we were we just been yeah. beaten, like heavily beaten. We were so happy just to play some cricket. Man, uh, it was ace. Yeah. Like it was really really good. So they hammered it down the whole way there as well, didn't it? Oh, oh it was disgusting. Just and as soon as we turned off, as soon as we turned off, it was like, oh my god, it's cracking flag around here. It's absolutely lovely. Yeah. And we couldn't find never been there before, couldn't find the ground. So me and Rob were driving up and down the country lane going, Where is this ground? Never been there. Rob said, That's Adam Hose, right there. Let's follow him. And I went, He won't know where it is. It's probably his first game here. So we followed him for <laughs> two minutes down the road and he pulls into a pulls in Rob finds his window. Excuse me, call him Adam. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, where's the ground? He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to get hold of the captain. There's no signal. This is in the middle of blooming nowhere. Yeah, it yeah. Would, it would be rude not to mention Jack McIntosh, who who went by the whole uh, wides and wickets theory of uh, ending up with four for thirty seven off his eight overs, ten of those coming from wide. So yeah, it was um, a good performance from him with the ball. Was it? That's to me, doesn't it? Taking four for. I mean, I, I must say, we probably didn't bat very well, did we? Or adapt to like there's a lot of there's probably a few too many cross bat shots for this time of year for my liking from us. You got to play straight, haven't you? A straight bat, and there was a little bit of that going on, which a bit of early season, you know, uh, under preparedness. I'd go into cricket. You'd hope that <laughs> if it was a few weeks in, some of the lads wouldn't play some of those shots. Uh, and it's a shame I'm, we're not on ECAM because you could have you could you could be reviewing my run out as well right now. You can't be running yourself out when uh, you got yourself in either. So, but Adam Hoses has got the longest arms in the Birmingham League, so I'll give it to him. Airflag, you got really long arms, man. <laughs> well, I'm not giving, I'm not having that because you hit it straight to him. Oh, <laughs> mate, you're full dive, you're diving, no, full diving, full like anyone else, and it's one it's, right out the middle. Anyone else? He fell on it. He fell on it. So looking across the other games in the league, Mosley all out for 190 and then K&D knocking them off two down in 23 overs is... That's a bit of a a statement from intent from K&D, isn't it? Most definitely. I think um, we've obviously picked them as a side. They've they've gone out and, and picked some... Very good, obviously, players coming in with with Ollie and, and Samit, but they've got some quality as well. And, and Ethan Brooks has started the season very well and, and they've got a, a kind of well-rounded bowling attack. But to, 
to kind of win it that convincingly with the bat, especially chasing that sort of score with the weather that's been around and the pitches, like Will said, have been slow and mm. nipped a bit, nipped a bit kind of when we played at Wolverhampton. But to go out there and, and go and do that is is a proper statement to the, to the rest of the league. And we've got them coming up this weekend. Hopefully we can get uh, a game this weekend because I think it'll be a, one of those games to watch uh, if everyone's kind of available and, and playing. So hopefully we can get that. But they've, they've made a great start and and playing some really exciting cricket. So, uh, yeah, they've uh, really set the tone uh, in a, obviously a short space of time in not many games, but they've definitely set the tone. Yeah, Ethan Brooks with a strike rate of 191 uh, in that game. 94 or 49 balls, six fours and nine sixes. And some of the shots were just uh, glorious. Uh, if you've seen any of the highlights, if even if you haven't, go on to Candy's uh YouTube and have a look at some of the highlights of some of the shots, a real kind of masterclass from Ethan there and something that will give him a bit of confidence uh, pushing forwards into a, a crucial year for him at Warwickshire Suts. Yeah, he's a good lad. I've, I've known him a little bit from a kind of playing point of view and, and seeing him uh, in second team cricket from a Worcester point of view, but getting to know him a bit more. He works extremely hard at his game. He's coming back to uh, his bowling now. He had a bit of a uh, a back issue when he was in Australia, but he's had a good time out there and he started the season quite nicely uh, for K&D. scored some runs uh, last week against Surrey. So yeah, it's a big year for for him um, and kind of from my point of view, I hope he has a cracking year and, and tries to push for, for higher honours. But he's a, he's a good, very good all-round cricketer and especially at kind of League level, he's uh, he's a match winner as he as he's obviously uh, shown there in in that game and and scored at not just all the runs to, to not all the runs but kind of most of the runs to get him over the line but at a fair a fair lick as well. So yeah, he's a he's a talented lad. Yeah, another another side who did something similar was Kenilworth Wardens, seeing off Smethwick five down in twenty seven overs. A good performance from them, and without it being too podcast uh, host focused, uh, unfortunately, it's how the it's how the results have gone in week three. Wolverhampton scoring one six eight, and Bart Green not getting anywhere near it. Yeah, disappointing really from our point of view. We. I thought we we bowled and, and fielded okay, fielded okay. Uh, Warwick Finn played really well. He kind of got through the the tough period at the start. He even said himself it was one of the hardest kind of when he got to about twenty after about fifteen overs. He said it was the hardest kind of twenty runs he's had to to try and get. It was um, like most of the pitches, it was slow and it, it nipped a bit, and um, we kind of put the ball in decent areas. But he just kind of got through that, and once kind of spin came on. He kind of manoeuvred the field well uh, and kind of got the ball into areas just to kind of get his singles and ones and twos and uh, and got him up to what we thought still was a, a score that we could we could get to uh, with kind of our batting lineup and and the kind of confidence we took in from last year, uh, but we got kind of met by uh, a very informed Adam Finch who who bowled beautifully really um, he put the ball in good areas probably bowled a bit fuller than what he would normally bowl and and got to that length very, very quickly. And and to be honest, we we didn't do a massive amount wrong. You could probably look at some of the dismissals, people playing at balls that probably weren't hitting the stumps. But I said this to a couple of lads, I said the way he bowled, kind of building up to those sorts of dismissals makes you as a batter kind of 
play at those. You kind of fiddle outside off stump because he's put you under so much pressure previously. You actually play shots you wouldn't normally play. So from our point of view, it was one of those days where we looked upon and went, well, a bit rusty and we've come up against a a, a good bowler in, in good form and we've nicked everything or and our front pad's blown off and, and they've caught they caught extremely well in the slips because a few of the nicks went through quite sharpish and um and if you you drop a couple of them it gives us gives you drop a Polly or you drop a Jack Banton it might give them a life or two to get on but they caught their catches very very well and uh, and outplayed us really so um yeah it was a difficult one uh, but we did said it to the boys after the game we did it to three teams last year uh, and we've just got a bit of our own medicine there a little bit but it can happen and and hopefully we can we can bounce back from it we're we're still a decent side and I still think we've got a pretty strong batting lineup and and I think if we can get into a bit of rhythm and we'll still be kind of pushing for uh, further up that table. But uh, yeah, it was a disappointing day for us, but uh, you have a beer and you move on, don't you? Yeah. Adam Finch, six for 11 off seven overs with one maiden in, in that innings and a uh, friend of the podcast, Warwick Finn, uh, 78 off 134 balls, six fours. Um, pivotal innings. If you have a kind of look at everyone else who kind of batted for them, really, Looking at that, um, so we're well. I say we're four weeks in, um, but we, we've not really played much cricket. But as it stands, K and D and Wolverhampton are joint top. Hales Owen are in third. Then we've got three sides in joint fourth. Those being Kenilworth, Berkswell, and Barnards Green. Ombersley in seventh. Smethwick in eighth. Shrewsbury in ninth. Barnt Green in tenth. Mosley eleventh, and Kiddy in twelfth. So, guys, I guess we've just got to hope for better weather, really. What else you can say, is there, really? Mm. Um, it's just been massively disappointing. I can't remember the last time all, every single game was rained off. So, mm. we'll hope, we can only hope that the prediction of the beating last year is the hottest summer will come true at some point. Yeah, yeah. don't look this week either, the rain. It's going to rain all week again, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so let's move ourselves on to the next division and Division 2. So this one might even be even swifter. Um, So we've, again, we've had, (laughs) (laughs) again, we've had zero games on in Division 2. We have, since we had that full round of fixtures, uh, Himley Werfield managed 6.2 overs in week four and in week three, Bridge North versus Himley and Leamington versus Tamworth got halfway but couldn't finish. In the other games, Coventry and North Warwickshire lost to West Bromwich Dartmouth by two wickets. Dorridge beat Werfield uh, by six runs and Litchfield beat Harborn by 30 eight runs in that week as well Leamington got to 159 all out and then the game was abandoned due to rain so Perry as we said it's been a good start three wins from four for Dorridge general thoughts and in in regards to division two so far I mean this league it's we compare it to like the championship and that anybody can be anybody Mm. on their day it's, it is one of them, I and mean, you've got to get in a room. We always say, like, if the teams that go down, you get pulled in late on, it's almost hard to get out. Like, it's, it's 
you know, it's cliche they say, but it's all on form. You know, getting it in that form at the right time. But yeah, anyone can beat anyone in that league. It is wide open. You can make winning a habit. You'll do well, won't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Speaking of going down, Leeds are definitely going down, Jimbo. It's now three one to Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. Let's just stay on. This, let, let's just stay on this podcast forever, so I never have to go back to reality. Um, so yeah, as as it stands, you've got West Bromwich, Dartmouth, who have won two and had two games abandoned. Lichfield have also had two, won two and had two abandoned. Dorridge obviously leading the way with three wins and only the one game abandoned. The only other side who are technically unbeaten are Himley, who have won one game and then had their other three games abandoned. Um, so having a look at the games that did go ahead, so it'd be rude not to start with that Dorridge Werfield game as you're here, Perry. So you've got 235 for six off your 50 off your 50 overs opening joe dodd 49 not out shaftab khalid 43 not out rumesh badika got a 40 and ben shepherdson got 28 how was it it looked it was one of them wickets a typical april wicket was a bit slow outfield was a little bit slow a bit stickier to stick in like the pro um Rumesh like, batted really well for his forward, like real gritty, and then just threw it away, really. Chipped one up off the spinner. Mm. And yeah, and really, Doddy and Shaftab, who put on a 100 run partnership, as I think it was an eighth, eighth or ninth wicket partnership, I think it was, 100 runs, mm. which, you know, puts in a position where we thought, okay, it was a short boundary to the one side, puts in a position where we thought we can have a go at this, you know, pass it. Coming off his 144 the week before, off about at 70 balls or whatever it, mm-hmm. whatever it was, stupidly. And yeah, then unfortunately, we come off at, after we batted and it hammered down a rain for about two hours. <laughs> and yeah. we thought the shorter format, we actually said it would suit them more with mm-hmm. their batters. You know, it didn't really suit our bowlers. Yeah, went back out. We had a twenty-over game starting at twenty past six or something. It was in the dark, wasn't the best. And then, Bassett, if Bassett had about it through, they'd have like probably done it with about six overs to spare. To be honest, they needed to get one hundred and thirty-two. Was mm. the reduced total? I think it was. Yeah, one hundred and thirty-two from twenty overs. They ended yeah, up one hundred and twenty-five for six. Yeah, Bassett ended it in one straight at Shep hard. Shep juggled it and caught it on the second. Second attempt, which was a uh, relief, really. <laughs> yeah, shaft tab again with the ball that day was ridiculous, really. Mm. Like, it balls that length and a, a pace that looked like, hard to hit. Mm. And then we had Dave Ball come to finish it off at the end with his magical slower balls that no one can seem to pick or hit. So, yeah. Is it your place? At Warfield. At Warfield. It's interesting you say, like, the um, uh, you thought they Team would suit the like the shorter format and everything like that. Um, how, how many games have we in the league been off? Have we gone through now? Five or four? four. We're at the, four, four week four. So you've only got two white ball games left. Yeah. And last year you got teams like Warfield um, who struggled in the white ball. A lot of teams who haven't done very well in that and prefer the red ball side. Hmm. It's changed how the league might turn out with that a little bit. I don't know if you think the same. But most of the games that we play this year will actually be red ball cricket. Might bring a few other teams in in tension if you think. Yeah. Is it when you say the shorter format? Do you mean like the white ball in general or 
for you yeah, guys? Because that... they were reduced to 20 overs. Yeah. It's got six, seven and over. And it was a short, so I was, they've got dangerous batters who can just you know, bite you out the game quickly as well. Yeah. Because but, but you say that last year we didn't do too well in the red ball and we were a better white ball side. So it'd be interesting to see hopefully this year we if we can progress in the in the red ball and carry on really. We've got a massive head start already, being able yeah. to play through getting three wins on that. That's such a huge advantage going into the rest of the season, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We we've been looking we've won a toss going back to we were talking psychologically earlier, we've won every toss. As well, oh, really, yeah, you are the best tosses so far this year. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we should have a Dorridge versus Ombisley toss off at the end. At the, uh... <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. After that comment, <laughs> sounds like it's just getting started. To be honest, <laughs> we're back onto Swifties only fans again. Oh, podcast after hours, <laughs> Swifty. You do look like people could be ringing you into a hotline. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reminding me. Have you ever seen that video of that lad that rings up the babe station and talks about the cricket? Have you ever talks seen about that the cricket. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh. "All right, love." And he's like, "Yeah, I just think Andrew Strauss is quite a little bit too early." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I would go through Werfield's bowling stats, but it seems like they went through the whole team uh, in that game. Um, but yeah, with the bat for Werfield, Ross Alcott, 37, uh, Will Cook, 24, Bazit Zaman, 18, Hanro Swanepoel, 16, not out. So yeah, it's it's unlucky for Werfield, really, because, you know, they, uh, as you said, they're a side that would probably prefer maybe the white ball. I don't know. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because you'd probably say that it'd be the newer sides who may benefit from this, the new newly promoted sides, given that there'll be probably less white ball cricket and more red ball, which they're going to probably be more used to. Yeah, definitely. When you look at it, because I don't know, do they play much white ball in the in the what come from the Warwick League, haven't they? I think Coven North Warwick and mm. I think Coventry. I think it was Coventry who said that they played a bit. I don't think Tamworth had played a great deal. One yeah, did, one didn't, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was. Um, I know. I mean, like Werfield, it'll be it will only be their second season playing white ball cricket as well. You know, because it's only just been introduced this season into the Shropshire League. So. Um, yeah, it's um, it'll definitely be a bit of a leveller. Um, so, outside of that, the other main game, Litchfield carrying on their good results uh, with a with a big win at Harborn. They scored two seventy for six with uh, Stuart Fielding getting eighty off a hundred balls and Riley Ward, the skipper, scoring seventy eight off ninety one. Joe Seeger coming in at the end with 37 off 23 with a quick bash to get them uh, up the get their total up a bit higher and then Harborn falling short again another game with a revised target they were set 175 off 31.4 overs 0.4 overs that's mad um and Harborn got 135 for five Swapnil Gagali the main man for them 49 not out uh, with the ball for Litchfield James Lydiard and Riley Ward with two wickets apiece there um for Harborn 
with their wickets, it was Mike Bevan, two for 49, and Tejas Wagel with two for 25. So, Litchfield starting where they left off last season, Perry. Yeah, we we said at the start of the year, you know, them and West Brom look really strong, I think, Mm. this year. They've got the best seam attack in the league. Like they don't really carry a take a spinner, which is like, they just don't need one. As mm. mad as it sounds, <laughs> yeah, their their seam attack is there. So I think Riley Wood he's back, isn't he? I don't think he played last week, but yeah, they've just got a great seam attack, and you know that's worked from last year, and looks like it's working from again at the moment as well. Do you, do you expect so you're expecting them in West Brom to be at the top top end of the of the league this season? Yeah, I think so. With us, obviously. <laughs> Second and third. So talking about that <laughs> other side. So West Bromwich Dartmouth uh won the toss in their game and elected to field. They bowled Coventry in North Warwickshire all out for 150. Billy J. Cox getting four for 36 off 6.2 overs. And Sajid Ahmadzi got three for 34 off his eight overs uh the only two people to put up a fight for coventry in north warwickshire were matthew nobes 41 off 46 and shivan bambury who um whitney talked up about in the last episode coventry's pro uh he got 47 off 55 caught and bowled uh by shazi raja there and uh, then West Bromwich in in reply, Tim Maxfield, 42 off 94. And then everyone else chipped in with a few scores. Shazir Ali, 20. Shazi Raja, Sajid Abhamadzi, both with 16s. And then a couple others with 14s and so on um, with the ball for Coventry. Uh, Samir Vora, 30. Three for twenty-six off his seven, but yeah, it's um they're looking like a side from early on. They they seem like they've got a good side one to eleven West Bromwich. Yeah, they definitely look solid throughout. Like I said, good, like a good eleven, really. It's uh, it's good to see Billy bowling Billy Cox because he didn't bowl much at probably as much as he wanted to at Hales Owen last year. Um. And back when he was at Warsaw, he was, you know, one of the more difficult bowlers to face. Uh, also, Tim Maxfield hadn't played much in the league since he left Warsaw from the staff to the league, went there for a few years, didn't he? Um, and uh, I think he got a score last week as well, or a few weeks ago, the last time when they played. Mm. Um, whether it was in the league or in a cup game, I can't remember what it was, but he's had a couple of scores now. So, yeah, yeah they're, looking, um, they're looking pretty strong, aren't they? Yeah, Shazer Ali, he went one for 14 off his seven as well. So, you know, starting off the innings. Good bowler, well. Shaz. Mm. Shaz cuts, yeah, they're getting quite well. He's, he's a very good player, Shaz. Quite, um, always really difficult to face. Mm. Very difficult, yeah. So, after four weeks, uh, Dorridge lead the way in first place. In joint second, we've got Litchfield and West Brom. It, Dartmouth uh, in fourth place we've got Himley in joint fifth we've got Harborn and Coventry in North Warwickshire in joint seventh we've got Warfield and Leamington in ninth Tamworth tenth Shifnal eleventh Bromsgrove and twelfth Bridge North again 
it, it's it's early season, but it's even more you can't read into it really because of because of the weather. Um, going through the runners and riders, so leading the runs is still Bazit Zaman with 162 wickets. Tim Maxfield is close behind him with a lot of wickets. That sorry, with 162 (laughs) runs, and close behind him is Tim Maxfield, as mentioned, with 142 runs, followed by Shivan Bamri with 142 runs there. With the wickets, Liam Brazier still leads the way with seven wickets. Billy J. Cox, James Lydiard, and DG Ball and Hanro Swanepoel, both, well, all with six wickets. Division one runs and wickets. Uh, leading the run scores, no surprises, Ethan Brooks with 129 and Warwick Finn with 106. George Rhodes in third with 102. With the ball, leading the way with the wickets, Edward Bragg with nine, Adam Finch with six, and Zainal Hassan and Samit Patel with six. I hear that Samit Patel is going to be one for the future. And such, you're giving him a bit of a head start, mate. Did you just fancy a challenge this season? <laughs> no, the weather's stopped me from bowling, mate, to be honest. So, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be nice and fresh in uh, July and August now without all these games in April and May. So, uh, you know, Ed, so Ed Bragg started very well. little shout out for uh, Reeve Evitz, who got Pfeiffer uh, at the weekend or the weekend before. Uh, the young lad kind of mentioned a couple of times on the pod who's who's a young talent to watch out for. You got, I think he got five for seven, seven coming on. Um, for Kenilworth uh, against Smethwick, not this week, obviously last week. So good shout out for him. But uh, yeah, got a bit of catching up to do this season. <laughs> you have indeed. Anyway, mm-hmm. guys, uh, as we mentioned that, let's move ourselves on to our final section. So once again, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Please make sure you like, share and subscribe. And if you do have time to leave us a nice little five-star review, please do. Any good ones we will read out on the podcast. As always, you can find us on... I'm assuming that the third time around asking this, there aren't any. Oh no, we did have one. We did have one, actually. Um, (laughs) Where is it? Great stuff. From Joe Blogs. No, it was it was but it was about it was about the Shropshire League one. That's that's why I haven't read it out because uh, we had one from the Shropshire League one. So Shropshire League already won up on the Birmingham League listeners. So, All right, one uh, nil. One nil. Um, but yeah, so if you are interested, do get them in. You can follow us as always on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and all your usual platforms and make sure you are subscribed to our youtube channel to catch all of our video content as well remember cowpod 23 if you do have any questions about that or you do have any content or anything else that you want to send us let us know send us an email cowcornerpodcast at gmail.com or just reach into our dms reach into our reach out to us way. reach out to us via our D- dms no uh but yes yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
anyway yeah so if you are interested we'll get that all sorted and once you've booked please let us know and uh, give us your details about who's going so that we can get you the discount for the food and drink and not for reach arounds um <laughs> <That's great. laughs> but anyway. Mine <laughs> Mine are free, don't worry about that. <laughs> anyway, um big thank you, Perry, for coming on, mate. It's uh, been a pleasure to have you on and um yeah. I wish you... me. No worries, and I uh, wish you all the best for the rest of the season, mate. Cheers, you too. Go well, uh, mate. Go well. And uh, thank you very much, Swifty. Cheers, boys. Always nice to see you. No worries. Thanks, Will. No worries. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Sats. Always a pleasure, mate. Congratulations, Sam Whitney, on your, well, I'm getting hitched and getting married. And everyone will make sure we'll see you on the next episode. Until the next time, goodbye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.